Welcome to Season 2 of the Pull Hook Golf Podcast. Here's your hosts, Matt Cook and Bobby Brown. Welcome back, everybody, to Pull Hook Golf, the podcast. This is episode number 40. We've got a great show for you tonight. I'm your host, Matt Cook. We've got our other host here, Mr. Bobby Brown. And my goodness, are we ready to go? We're pumped up for the week. We've got the holidays coming up, but before we get to them, my goodness, do we have some great action here. We had the QBE shootout. We're going to recap that. Wait, wait. Did you say we had some great action last week? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the we're, making shootout. we're making a show out of this <laughs> <laughs> it was tough to watch but my goodness i was i was having to drink quite a bit in order to just like take in that action um yeah then we've got the match that recap that turned out pretty well um, that was cool i watched that yeah, I, I did watch that I, I did enjoy a little JT and Spieth action there. They seem to be able to play up the PG-13 cards, so we'll be yeah. talking a bit about that. We've got the great one coming up, the PNC Championship. Yeah. This one I'm actually excited about. Hey, you want to know something? You know, you know Tiger moves the needle when they're televising the goddamn Pro-Am for the, for the PNC father-son tournament. Did well, you know that? It's more Charlie it's than it is Tiger, to be honest. It, it really is. Yeah, it yeah. really is, isn't it? It's like now LeBron is kind of fading off in the sunset in basketball, and they're televising the high school game with Bronny. So yeah, they had yeah, that yeah, the yeah. other night. And I yeah. kind of feel like they're doing the same thing with Charlie. And Tiger, Tiger's doing a good job of kind of keeping him relevant, but yet letting him be a kid still, which is kind of cool to see yeah. that, you know, he's been down that path and understands it. And, yeah. you know, LeBron kind of does the same thing. So it's kind of cool to see the, uh, the different generation and their children coming up through. Um, we'll yeah. dive into that a lot more. We've also, for our international side, so, Bobby, did you know that we hit the top 100 in Apple Podcasts in four countries, my friend, in four countries. So pretty excited about that. So that's why we're going to be diving in just because of that. We're going to talk about the Alfred Dunhill Championship. We're going to recap okay. that. All right. We're going to dive into the upcoming. Now, I'm going to botch this because I am just straight American when it comes to this. The Afro-Asia Bank Meridius Open. Oh, yeah. I would have said Mauritius, but Mauritius, that sounds good Mauritius? I'm I'm fine with either. I have no idea what it really is, but I ended up looking it up today because I'd never heard of this country. It is a small little tiny island to the east coast of South Africa. So that's why they're doing it after the Alfred Dunhill Cup that took place in South Africa. And then we're going to dive into one of our favorite topics. Good old live golf. Give Mm. a bit of a update here because my goodness they had some very bold plans and yes they pulled off quite a few of them but uh, their all-star board of directors that they're trying to get uh Mm. never came to be but thank you golf monthly for dropping that info we'll be talking about that at the very end here because uh yeah it was it was pretty lofty yeah i i read that i read it as i read it as soon as it hit but we'll we'll say that for the for the grand finale, I absolutely. Guess. I, lo- I love the live golf stuff for the very end. Yeah, it no gets sure. the juices flowing. We get to really yeah. dive in. Um, yeah. For the people that are first time listeners, Bobby and I love live golf. We are huge fans of live golf, and we're just very excited to talk about it. So. Well, we are, or you are. <laughs> I here's the thing: people think I'm a hater on live golf. I I yeah. like it. You actually are the one that talks very highly well, of the players that are on there. Well, and let's let, let's go let's go back to when it first broke. I was a hater, right? Mm-hmm. I have um I have come a long way. I mean, I think it's entertaining. It's certainly something to talk about, and it's it of course it's going to get my attention because it's golf, right? My life is pretty much family and golf, so That's I'm kind of I'm kind of into it to tell you the truth. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of drama on that tour. There's more drama on that tour than there is on our tour that's for sure well because they got all the drama people now right yeah, it's like a bravo tv show it's like watching the housewives yeah totally totally so <laughs> we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit yeah. i'm looking forward to it bobby the qve shootout let's recap this bad boy because <laughs> saturday i am sitting at southern dunes inside the bar and i'm watching this thing 
And I'm like, I just played a wait, tough wait, golf wait, course. Down. Did you yeah, say yeah. Southern Dunes? Yeah, I did. That's a Q school course, isn't I it? I know. That's a, yeah. it, it's a beast. Dude, I, I tipped it out, too. I was talking you're to traffic. the starter. And he, I love when a starter has actually played golf. It's this old guy, and he used to play yeah. on the mini tours and everything. I mean, he mm-hmm. was probably pushing 70 to 75 in that range. And mm-hmm. he's given me some of the old stories from back in the day. But when I told mm-hmm. him I was going to tip it out, all of a sudden he's like, oh, yeah, watch out for this tee box on uh, number 13. He's like, it's actually, it's not going to be where the tee markers are. It's going to be up and to the left. He's like, you go up there. He's like, you'll have a good time out there today. And we, we had a great time. I got frustrated at times, Bobby, because that's a tough golf course. I haven't played it in years. I mean, at least a decade. So... Uh, going out there and having that be tipped out at, I mean, I was at the back of every tee box because there's just a plate. There's no, there's no tee markers. It's just a plate right. that says tips. And so right. I tipped it out. It was, uh, I think it was like 7580 in terms of yardage. So 7,580 yards. And it was playing soft because it had been raining out here lately. And and you guys had a cold you got a cold snap running through there right now too, don't you? So ball, we ball, do. Ball, I mean, line. it's like forty five degrees outside right now, which is ridiculous for Scottsdale, Arizona. But how to? I mean, I got frustrated because of course you start shooting rounds under par and playing quite a bit at Mountain Shadows and so forth, and all of a sudden you're like, you get these expectations, like, oh, I can play again. Oh, I'm there. Like every round should be under par. Sure enough, I still had four birdies, but I had eight bogeys and ended up shooting four over. Was a little pissed off. That's not bad from the tips, though. Not bad. I mean, it's rated 76.5, so I think the handicap still went down a bit, even with the 76. Uh, I'm I'm now back to completely a scratch. So don't don't tell the people I bet against. But um, that is. That's a hit. That's a well hidden secret since I've dropped down from a 3.7 okay. now back to scratch. So we're getting there, Bobby. It's a work in progress. Okay. You know, it's not, it's not perfect yet, but I am rolling the pill. That is one thing that I oh, am doing. Go. Yeah. Golf is, golf is fun when you're making putts, isn't it? It really is. Did it saves a lot com- of strokes. Did you want my comment on the QB shootout? Here it is oh. right here. I- <laughs> That's why after the round, I am mad, okay? I go into that Southern Dunes bar, and I'm like, give me the uh, pig and whistle whiskey. I was like, she's like, single or double? I go, definitely a double. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, shit, the QB's on. I got to watch it. I was with our social media guy, Brad. I'm like, Brad, Brad, I was like, here it comes. I was like, I don't know if there's going to be anything exciting about this at all. But then you start to see, like, some of these guys started to unravel a little bit. And yeah. then Cam Young and Steve Stricker start going on a oh, little yeah. streak there on Saturday. And I'm like, hold the phone. Yeah. They got a cannon out there. So yeah. I started getting pretty pumped up, Bobby. And All right. then Sunday comes around, and I sat on my couch and watched this damn thing from right. start to finish. Right. And it was painful. It's painful. It is painful. Can I tell you that um, uh, uh, Dustin won it one year in 2010 mm. with uh, with with Poulter. It was pretty. It was not painful oh. then. It was not painful when you're caddying that. It's, it's free money. I think. I think they got 350 grand each, but they were in. We've told this story. We've told this story before. On I've told this story before on previous episodes, so I'll make it. I'll, I'll make it short. But I think it was like 350 grand. But I think they came to 18 with a 18 is pretty good hole, by the way. If you saw it on TV, um, yeah. uh, it's, and uh, they came to 18. I want to say with a two shot lead so just there's water down the left don't do anything stupid you know just don't do anything stupid so they both drive it they both drive it down the middle now i'm trying to think the what is the format on the last day i should know this man help me out what is the format are they uh, is it are they it's just it's a, best ball. they both play their own yeah it's best ball right so they both strike one down the middle right well dustin actually had to hit three wood there so he hit first and i'll never forget because Poulter comes over and you know Poulter. he's like oh. you know dustin this was young dustin goes at everything right and Poulter comes over and he goes whoa hey whoa whoa whoa, whoa wait <laughs> hello mate dustin <laughs> DJ, you're not going at this pin, are you? Middle of the green, right, mate? Middle of the green. Two putt. We're going to go and drink some wine tonight, right? Dustin's like, bro, I got it, bro. I got it, bro. And he comes and he goes at it. Comes, It's this little left pin, right? 
he goes at it and and uh, it actually landed on the green and trickles it trickled down into the water right so i'm just like polter's looking at me he's like what the fuck is he doing man? <laughs> you know dj's laughing he's like oh sorry bro just hit it in the middle of the green bro we'll be fine right let's <laughs> still i can still chip it in when i drop so polter hits it to the back of the green make a long story short he chips it up or puts it up to like five feet short, but it was, it was like, st- he made the putt, but it was still a little bit nerve wracking. But the best part of the story was, um, uh, made a quick 35 grand. Oh, hey. off season. Yeah. In the off season. So, so that Q- was, we love the QB shootout, by the way, QB, we love it. It's great. Bobby made 35 G's one year. Yep. However, yep. it was boring as shit to watch on the final day i couldn't do it man i turned it on man i'm not gonna lie i turned it on like three or four times three or four different times mostly just because we had our action because i had that university of georgia powerhouse and we'll get we'll get to that notice the smile on his face folks he beat me out of another thousand pennies let me translate that that's 10 bucks i believe i am well let's say this the proper way matt is four and oh against Bobby Brown picking and I would be on the other side of that 0-4 and And I've said it on these episodes before if anybody goes against me for the whole year you're probably going to show a little bit of a profit because I just caddy I don't know nothing else I just caddy and I I, if I was a gambler I would be I would be betting with my heart but anyways I turned it on like three or four times and I wanted to see what they were doing I knew they weren't going to get any TV time but I want to see what Nelly was doing and what Lexi oh, was doing yeah. because the transition of the women getting their respect and you know and that going to a mixed field event next year was pretty interesting to me and I saw her hit some I saw her hit some shots and I was pretty impressed. Obviously I've been pretty impressed with her for a long time, but you know, big congratulations to, to Tom Hoagie and Sai uh, Sai the gala, you know, 34 under fucking a 34. Under so did you hear what the announcer, what the broadcasters tried to do to make it interesting? This no, happened like halfway through the round. All of I a sudden, imagine. all of a sudden they're like, Oh, we got word that like on the third hole, Sahid Sagala tore his lap muscle and he is no longer able to hit driver off the tee because it's too painful. They're trying to play up this whole thing. Sure enough, like a whole later, Sahid takes out driver and just rips it. And it's like, guy, he tweaked a muscle, his lap muscle in his back. Like, he's fine. He's playing like... If you really tore a lap muscle, you ain't able to swing at all. Like you're done. You're off the course. Yeah. Well, that way he's got some funky action. He goes at it. There's some movement. There's some movement there. So I don't think that's the big going to be the first and the uh, the last of that happening to him. But it was it was you know it was boring as shit. Wasn't I the genius that said when when I was scanning down the field and I'm like, oh my god, Charlie Hoffman and Ryan. Yeah, Palmer, you did. You going to be the last one. I almost put him right into a winner's circle. You could have you could have banked on that. They were hanging in there. They were leading every day, weren't they? And they were back they and were. forth. With, they were back and forth with Thigala. On on the last day, and they only got clipped by a shot. If I'm not mistaken, Thigala, they birdied the last hole to win, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did. Thigala. And then yeah. uh, both Palmer and Hoffman missed their birdie putts. Both missed it. Were they makeable? I don't yeah. even know. Supposed to be a host. Oh, yeah. I don't even know. They were like 25 <laughs> feet. Yeah. Cooch and, and Harris English made a little run over the weekend. They only got beat a couple shots. 32 under par. How, how about these numbers? Homa and Kiz got off to a horrible start the first day, didn't they? Or, so or, didn't Cam Young and Steve Stricker. Yeah, horrible Jeez. start the first day, and then they I think rallied. We were in last after Cooch one. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking. I'm about. like, why? Why did I pick Cam Young and Steve Stryker? What is wrong well, with me? You, you know, I did say, I did say. You remember, you knew who I was going to pick when yeah. we were going to do this last week. You knew, so you picked them first, and then, and then I was telling you, okay, I'm going to go. I think the Gall and Hoagie's a pretty good team, but I was you so stuck aggressive on getting that Harmon team that you surrendered it to me. Little did did I know that the handicapping genius you are, that you basically beat me out of a quick 10 bucks. I I did um, real hard, real quick, but it did come down to the wire. It was actually the most exciting thing about the QBE shootout. It was because my guys made five or six in a row on the back and they shot the low round of the day 10. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie when I say I was looking at the leaderboard and refreshing every hole when they started hitting that run. But I was like, it was like this false sense of security because then they made that five in a row and they got, they got tied with, 
Strix team and then they got one up on that team. And I'm like, ah, Strix team still has two par fives to play. So yeah. I knew I was gonna I knew I was gonna lose by one. You just can't have that two guys with that kind of talent that are gonna make a mess of par fives. It's almost like auto birdie. And it was. So congratulations. You are now forty dollars up on me. For the year, Nelly Court. Finally, we had no four thousand pennies. We cannot. I've yeah, got. I, I've got guys texting me that I play golf with. And they're like, from now on, every bet is a thousand yes. pennies. That <laughs> like, is a Bobby Brown original right there. <laughs> I do boss, love it. I just told you my boss Troy Merritt just flew into Phoenix and he played at Phoenix Country Club. Hadn't take the clubs out of the club club, and he texted me last night. He flew out at six fifteen this morning. <clears throat> texted me last night. He goes, he's at Phoenix Country Club. Oh, I said that like three times. Four seventy one, right? <laughs> And uh, he goes over under 68, and I go, oh, fucking give him money away. 500 pennies on the over. So he's shooting me the fucking shot tracker via text, and he's missed like seven greens in a row. I go, what's your coach doing right now? He's just got to be shaking his head because you did absolutely nothing in Boise the last 30 days. <laughs> Actually, the first text I got for him, he goes, okay, I just got to the golf course, and I still am not ready to play golf yet. I'm like, well, as long as you get ready by Thursday at Sony, I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> But he ended up shooting 69 out there, so I am up 500 pennies on him. I'm not going to transfer that over to you. We are going to fire on a couple more tournaments. But let's talk about Nelly Corda a little bit. because I she, love that. Finally. Yeah, she, not, nice little top five for Nelly Corda. She's, she's probably used to that in her career, isn't she? Yeah. And she plays with one of the nicest guys on the PGA Tour, the man who could really roll the pill, Denny McCarthy. And I did tune on them for a few holes, and they they looked like they were having fun. Everybody looked like they were having fun out there. I couldn't imagine anybody not having fun except for maybe Billy Horschel and Jason Day didn't look like they had much fun on the last day. And I actually think somebody even finished below them, too. I think they were next to last, and I can't really remember off the top of my head who that was i can't I'm either still, I'm not pulling it up either are we still on <laughs> well <laughs> the other the other thing about well in relation to nelly corda i yeah. love the comments that kiz and homa yes. were saying yeah. and the quotes coming out of those two yeah <laughs> kister goes to nelly how do you ever lose a golf tournament or no he starts with do you win every golf tournament you play yeah. in? She's like, no. He's like, how do you not win every golf tournament with your game? Like, she never missed a shot, right? No, he's like, she day. pulled off every single shot. She lipped out of a few shots from the fairway. They're like, right. every shot she wanted to hit, she hit. Right, right. That's that's impressive. I mean, she's, you know, it's it's pretty much her and Jin Young Ko, and well, she's not healthy, and Lydia Ko. I think Lydia, I think Nelly actually said something to kids like, no, that's you're, you're confusing me with Lydia Ko or something <laughs> like that. So apparently Lydia Ko, we've known forever since, you know, she was 14 years old and started dominating. She went through her little ups and downs, but are we still in the QBE right now? We are, but we're transitioning. This is, this okay. is the, this is the indie, industry transition where all of a sudden we move from Kisner and Homa, who yes. I think might be the next duo that takes on JT and Spieth in the Capital Ones, the match. I don't see it. Don't yeah. don't and see here's it. why. Because the last thing we need is Kisner out there. All, all four of them. Well, Kisner with Homa is great. Like, Homa, Homa really kind of, how do I put this? He makes Kisner tolerable or palatable okay so kisner i i do like kisner and but when he's with homa all of a sudden it's like the two of them going back and forth and stuff like yeah. that arrogance that comes from kiz uh oh. with the whole ain't no hobby and then he's hitting shots where he's like oh that's in the hole and all it of a sudden it comes up short, short. <laughs> yeah 15 yards short and, yeah. but homa just gives it right back to him yeah. and that's what i love about those two because they're they're very good at doing the whole PG-13 thing. And I talked about this on the last episode about Tiger and how Tiger already prefaced before the match about how he can't say the stuff he normally says on the golf course because yeah. it's all R to X rated. So yeah. Yeah. he's not used to having to say things on TV that it's trash talking like he does at the club when he's just with the boys. Um, JT and Speed though, those two have been doing this for a long time, okay. and they are funny. 
I mean, JT, I told yeah. you the story about him with the Uber with his boys before yeah. the Barclays the one year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I actually spent enough time around Spieth to where, like, off camera, he was really funny. Like, he was your general, like, college kid who, I mean, when he had a golf simulator in his house, like, I showed up after a month of it being installed, and that screen was worn like somebody had hit balls in it for five years. I'm like, what did you guys do? He goes, we've had a lot of beers and a lot of parties on this golf simulator to where right. we're just grinding it out. And that's when you find out that, like, his boys from UT were staying with him at his house at the given time. But those yeah. guys, they're fun, they're funny, and they can keep it a little bit PG-13. But, Bobby, yeah. can I just tell you that this is where I made my fourth straight thousand pennies off of you with yeah. JT. Like, this one was a gimme. I, I don't understand where your mindset was on this I didn't one. know the big fella hadn't hit, balls, hadn't hit a ball in two and a half. Oh, weeks. dear. That had not nothing that. to do with it. Rory... I didn't know the big fell. Okay, can I say this? We were all square after one. <laughs> that, <laughs> was your best, that, that was your best shot. We were all square after one. I I, I got to tell you, I'm worried about Tiger. He just doesn't look, you know, I'm worried. I don't know about him making Augusta. I don't know about him making all the majors. I don't know about that or him adding one or two other tournaments. I just don't, you know, I'm worried. I don't see it. Oh. I don't see, man, I don't, I don't see it either to tell you the truth. I just don't see it. But I was, I was, first of all, I didn't, I didn't have TNT streaming. Right. So I was freaking out like five minutes to post time. So I had my little boys downstairs with me and I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how to get TNT on the streamer. You got to get your shit together, Bobby. And God, my nine-year-old was there because he could get anything on there and he got it handled for me in about 37 seconds flat. New, new course record for this house. And, um, uh, and I'm like, I would stop anything to watch just to watch Tiger play, right? And that was mm -hmm. like my big thing for the whole night was to watch Tiger play. And he really didn't hit any, other than that first drive, he didn't really hit any good quality shots. But like I said, in my defense, I thought he'd been, I thought he'd been practicing because I thought I read something before he pulled out of that. Um, what, what tournament was before that that he was going to play in? That, he was going to play in... Uh... Oh, why am I blanking on this? Yeah, why am I blanking? I'm a tour caddy. Hang on a second. He was going yeah. to play. Oh, and the Hero World Challenge. Yeah, the Hero World Challenge. Yeah, his turn. So I just remember the stuff taught and saying that he had been prepping and he was shooting some low numbers and that kind of stuff. And then and then they had the like the interview, you know, before the tournament started um, of the four of them sitting down with the, whoever that announcer is. Is it Brian Anderson? Is that his name or something like that? Maybe I'm not sure, but um, he said, "Oh, I hadn't hit a ball in two and a half weeks," and I'm like, "Oh, I'm fucked. I should have texted you and got a 500 penny buyout." But it, <laughs> there's no buyout at Casino Cook, okay? It, it was a match, but it wasn't really a match. There was never no. a chance where they. What did they get? They got it back. They were three down immediately. They got it back down to two down at one point, and then that was kind of all she wrote. Jordan looked pretty good, though. I mean, he hit a little crooked a couple times, but he's kind of a nutcase, though. Even in those things, he's so serious, isn't he? JT's a lot more relaxed than Jordan is, that's for sure. JT was meant for the spotlight, man. Put the spotlight he on that it. kid. He would yeah. be a great, like, social media influencer golfer to where you just follow him around in a golf cart. And he would make you laugh all day. Would just drop in these little one-liners that you're just like not prepared for or seeing. They come out of left field. And however, I will. I, I'm going to give Spieth this one. Spieth actually had the best line of the entire thing. They're cool. sitting there at the end, and they've got their little like reward or whatever they were, little trophies, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, it was like something, and I forget exactly what it was. But Spieth's there. And they're asking him, like, what's the best moment about this? Or what's the best thing about this moment? And he goes, the best thing is how angry Tiger is having to stand next to us and smile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that part. I... And Tiger's just, and they panned a Tiger on, on the camera. And Tiger's just, like, a pissed off grin on his face. Like, God damn it, he's so spot on right now. <laughs> You could tell when the, every time they came, when they were gibbering back and forth, not because he didn't say shit for like seven or eight holes, did he? He just no. was like almost like the look on his face, like God, I'm in a lot of pain right now. I don't even want to be here, but he I didn't want to be there. Yeah, I don't think Rory looked like he was grinding a little bit for Rory, but he, I didn't know how excited he was to be there, and it just it wasn't much of a match. But I will say this: I did enjoy the 12 hole for. Did you? I was yeah, curious about fresh. that. 
it kept me fresh for 12 holes, 18 holes. I was I probably would have been zoning in or now unless it was a knockdown drag out back and forth. But the way that the match started off after five or six holes, I'm like, Oh, this, this 12 hole deal is kind of cool. But the match was not much of a match. Matt wasn't much of a match. So, it really but, wasn't. But I would like to bake you 2.5 million pennies that you are never going to wow. see Kevin Isner and Max Coma on. I map. think I, yeah, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna gamble that because okay. it is a bit of a long shot. Yeah. Homa is on an upward path. Kisner's kind of on a downward path. So I don't really know if that will work out to where it's made for prime time. Right. I've actually I've been surprised that Homa isn't even more popular on social media than he is. Like looking at numbers yeah. and so forth, uh, and the pip. Remember, I mean, seeing that and seeing that Kisner was actually ahead of Homa on that yeah. list was kind of shocking. So. Yeah. I, but I think that would be good entertainment. Now, what would be better than the match by Capital One? And no, it's not Shell's Wonderful World of Golf. And I know we were talking about that last week, which I do have the scoop on that, by the way. I forgot to put that in our notes here, but I will talk about that in just a second. It would be an unfiltered match to where... You can't watch it on TNT. You can't watch it on regular cable. And the guys actually really let loose. They start to say the things that they say at the country club and start to drop on each other. They're dropping F-bombs. I mean, I've been in this world. I've been around it. It's like, man, the stuff that gets said, it is hilarious, but it can also be pretty offsetting if you are uh, the opponent going against some of these guys and you hear some of these comments get said about you, it's, uh, it can be a little rough. So like, mm-hmm. it actually makes a difference within the money matches and so forth, which sure. that's what Tiger's all about, right? So it's like, man, I would love to see Tiger, Michael Jordan, Barkley, and man, give me one more good one. Um, and the thing is, like, Jordan and Barkley hate each other. Well, Barkley doesn't hate Jordan. Jordan hates Barkley. So that right there would be amazing in and of itself. Maybe you throw in, oh, gosh, who's a good golfer that uh, could talk some really good shit? I would throw somebody like a, uh, hmm, I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. But those three, that's what I would love to see because you know how competitive Michael Jordan is. Yeah. Bar- Barkley's finally good again. Stan yeah. Utley, I don't know what he did with him. Maybe he gave him some oh, mushrooms or ayahuasca or yeah. some type of drugs, but it's yeah. straightened Barkley right out. And then you got Tiger who, let's face it, Tiger is at the end of the road. road. Yep, but wouldn't it be nice if he held himself together and he would do this match a couple more times, you know, when he was a little bit healthier? Could actually play a little bit better. But Yeah, but I want him to know. let loose. I want to, want to see the yeah. real Tiger Woods that was in Vegas and like the tiger that people haven't seen, like he's become more relatable in his older age. Like he's opened up more. He used to be a closed book. Now it's a lot more open, but that's where I would love to see that unfiltered. I mean, a lot of people would be shocked by it. Let's put it that way with some of the things that would be set out there on the golf course. It would be fun, but that's my take. What if we saw tiger and Charlie Woods showing up in the match in the future? That could happen. It could end up being a father son deal. Yeah. And I could yeah. actually see Tiger yeah. and Charlie versus JT and JT's dad. So, uh, well, you know, let's not overdo it. But I mean, how about. <laughs> Sorry, Mike Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> he could still play, still gets it around. Yeah. Well, we're going to find out this week. I mean, they were the champions there the, the week before last, but we had. We had other golf going on, didn't we? We had the Dunhill Championship. We did. But, Bobby, hang on a second. I did allude oh, to the Shell's Wonderful World of Golf. Oh, I do want to follow up with you on that because it wasn't – the guy did die, the, the yeah, one that was uh, over in New Zealand. However, Freddie Couples was a part of that one. Yeah, that's what I said, yeah. There I were two the more bird. events after. Well, that was the last tournament okay. that took place was okay. – um, well, I might have this backwards – the dyslexia gets me a lot. The, uh, the, but the last tournament, or the last wonderful, Shell's Wonderful World of Golf, took place with Freddie Couples. So Freddie Couples was a part of both of those. The reason it went under was just a business decision by Shell, that they didn't want to sponsor it anymore. That's when it got turned over to Motorola. Motorola did the one with Tiger and Duval, and then right. they bounced out of that after that one. So... That kind of left it hanging, and then they decided to come up with the concept for Capital One's The Match, 
which yeah. the team aspect, I get it. But man, there's just something to be said about prime time and two guys going at it and having yeah. a good match. But man, there were some shitty shells, wonderful world of golfs as well. Yeah, there were. There were like Byron sure. Nelson and at yeah. uh, Pine Valley. Oh, oh. Golf wasn't quite the rage back then that it is now, right? <laughs> All right, let's get into that Alfred Dunhill yeah. Cup. Show yeah. me some stuff here, Bobby, because you are our guy that brings I in know. the European players, the international players, the I Corn do. Ferry players, the I players do. unknown. You know all, the, all yeah. of this. So here's what I know. Aki Stridham wins at 18 under. Never Solid. fucking heard of him ever in my life. Not a Never one. heard of him in my life. But do I know. do know this. I do know this. He's about 37 years old. He had never won before. He played primarily on the Sunshine Tour. Not no more. Now he's got full status for a couple wow. of years. On the World Tour. Um, I do know that he's had 19 or 20 runner-up finishes. And, and even though it's the DP World Tour, his life just changed last week how about that no his life just changed with the status and everything like that so how about that 37 years old and when i you know when i always when i wake up in the morning on sunday mornings i like to flip that when i'm having some coffee because of the time difference i like to flip it on and that kind of stuff and i flip it on and i'm like i am am i watching the right thing right now is there a rain delay and they've gone to some other tour i've never heard of and it was aki stridham 18 under par over Adrian Otagi, who is a technically a live player too. You remember that? He was, he's the one that was bouncing back and forth from the live tour. Really? He finished, yeah. He finished second. And, and the, and the guy that finished third, Lori Cantor is yeah. a live player, is a live player too. So they had, Oh, a wait a second. I knew. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Now, now I'm mad at myself because I'm like, yeah, I've been seeing Lori Cantor's name for a while. And then I'm like, wait a second, why do I know of this? I'm like, I know Bobby's talked about him, but yeah. didn't put two and two together that he's yeah. a live guy as well. Yeah, he's a he's a live guy. And Gracie, um, remember I was ripping on Gracie for WD and from that tournament the week before last? Apparently that injury wasn't that bad because he ended up finishing fourth and Louis Ostehazen finished seventh, seventh, I think, something something like that. So there's they had... They had, you know, three or four guys at the live. They also had, you know, a handful of guys on the live that missed the cut and didn't advance. I think Dean Burmaster, which is a pretty decent player himself, he finished tied for seventh. And and uh, do you remember last week I was telling you that the that the um, there was an Aussie that was playing and that's a rookie out here that was Mr. Monday qualifiers named MJ Defoe. Yeah. We talked about that last week. He top ten. He finished ninth, and he's a rookie on the PGA Tour. So. Um, uh, he was Mr. Monday qualifier uh, the year before last on the PGA Tour, probably Monday into five or six. So a nice little lick for him. Um, a name that we know that played at Texas, and I believe he played with Jordan Spieth and Scheffler, Dylan Fratelli. Do you know that name, Dylan? Oh, yeah. Good old he Dylan finally, Fratelli. You know, it's funny. Dylan Fratelli, I was reading, he finished 13th. That's a good showing for him, but he's actually a good player. He won John Deere two years ago or three years ago, if I'm not mistaken. And it's funny. I was reading that he fell to like 186 in the world. And I'm like, God, it seems like just yesterday he was playing in the match play in Austin a few years ago. Didn't he, or am I thinking of somebody else? Didn't he make it into the masters too and have a pretty good run there? I don't think so. No, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to look that one up. Well, if he if he if he won the John Deere, then he then he he probably did make it into the Masters. To tell you the truth, I would imagine. You Hang better on. double check on that. We're, we're, was we're nice. getting there right now. Okay. Oh yeah, Dylan Fertilli or yeah. Fertilli, um, Masters in, and I want to say he had a pretty good run too. Check out that Masters finish. Maybe he did. He's a good player, man. Yeah. He's a, so he was. Wow, this is the first time this episode's ever had silence for 35, 36, 37, <laughs> 38. I, I can't find it. Yeah, I cannot find anything. Dylan, on, oh, wait a second. Wait a second. I found a photo. Uh-huh. Dylan, I started getting all red. I'm like flustered here. I'm like, yeah, Bobby, you're, you're spot on. There's a lot of sounds a, going on here. He's an athlete. Dylan Fratelli. I will tell you that much. He is an athlete. Chips onto the number 10th green during Thursday's first round for the Masters at Augusta National Golf Club, Thursday, April 8th, 2021. Wow, that's news Dylan break. Dylan Fratelli. 
Well done. News breaking, everybody. You're welcome. Well done. So I'll tell you a little Dylan. Oh, man, I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to. So Dylan Fratelli has had a a pretty nice career the last three or four years. He's made some millions of dollars. He's worth millions of dollars. Let's put it that way. But I'm good friends with his caddy. We call him Big Phil. He's about six foot six. He's in his... I'm going to say he's in his low 40s, but early 40s, but he is a specimen. He takes care of himself. He's had some knee problems and that kind of stuff. But he's one of my, he's South African. He's one of my buddies. He brings me over that set. You know what biltong is? Do you know that beef jerky biltong that they do in South Africa? It comes in sticks or it's shaved really thin. It's really, really good. And he brings it over for us and you buy some from him and that kind of stuff. But he, uh, we, we make fun of Dylan Fratelli because he's, because he's very frugal. Is that the word to say frugal? So he is notoriously known on the PGA tour, like during the COVID when they would, you know, nobody was allowed to go out and eat at restaurants and that kind of stuff. Well, apparently we're still in the COVID Phil says, because Dylan gets his dinner at the club every single night and takes it home because he doesn't want to spend any money. You're welcome, Dylan. I fucking told the whole world about it. Uh, hopefully you pop back into the top 150 in the world after that 13th place finish at the Dunhill. And um, uh, that exhausts yeah. all my information about the Dunhill. Now, gym. hang now, on. You, mi- you missed one important key factor here. What? We had a big urn sighting, which big oh, Ernie Hells. It's, it's like seeing a Yeti out there in real life. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, big urns out there. Tie for 30 sack, you shoot six under for the week. Yeah, good old Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> oh big urn just playing out there. I didn't even know he's still picking up sticks, but I guess once you start, you can't stop. So, all right. Good on you, Big Earn. Love that. I'm done with the downhill now. What do you want to roll into? We got the PNC coming up, or we can we can go into that more TS open. Oh, hang on a second. How did we get to the downhill? We skipped over the PNC. You, you oh. savage, you. You oh, jumped right sorry. into your international. Order? You were looking so badly just to, like, show your Everybody stuff. needs to know that Bobby Brown's been <laughs> suffering from that RSVP cold and flu thing and not firing on all cylinders. And, and first thing I said to Matt when we got on the air, before we got on the air, I'm like, are we making an episode out of this week? And Matt guaranteed me we were. Oh, and he yeah, was, Absolutely. I mean, the Aussie boys, our Aussie guys that listen right now are going, this is fucking pathetic right now. These this guys, this is all over the place. Them. I mean, this yeah. is like early days. We are yeah. hopping around. There Mike is no- Perez is back. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually, um, oh, and he, talking about that, there were some comments on our uh, YouTube channel about, hey, is it possible to give Mikey Perez maybe in the off season to come on to an interview, talk a little bit about his updates? I'm like, I had to share the bad news with the team that Mikey Perez is down. He, he tore up his bad knee, the knee replacement. Uh, he tore up the ACL, MCL. Like, that thing is not doing good. So he's under for about at least six months. I keep checking in with him to see uh, when exactly he's going to be, like, what they're giving him in terms of dates and stuff. And he's like, they just keep telling me it's going to be a while. I'm like, oh, boy, that's Doesn't not good. have an aluminum knee or something anyways? Doesn't oh, yeah, it's a knee aluminum? replacement. But oh. apparently there's an IV bag that's hanging out of it right now, and it's not a good look. But there was another question that I we missed that was, the question was, do you think, and I'm giving this question to you, Bobby, do okay. you think, since you were on such a hot streak with picking the right bets, <laughs> is there... <laughs> I love the gala and Hobie last week. <laughs> is there... You happy now? Is there going to be any live golfers that win a major championship next year? I think there's a pretty big caveat there. Uh-oh. Is anybody going to be allowed That's to play? Qu- That's a good question. Yeah, I think they're going to be allowed to play, to tell you the truth. You know, the big thing, the big thing the last day or two, you know, not to change the subject, was that the big fella, DJ, fell out of the top 40 in the world right now, right? Really? He's the number 41 in the world. And- Do you think he cares? Fuck not with five hundred million gazillion. It is low. That dude is the richest golfer on the face of the planet. He he surpassed Tiger Woods. He's just pimping out there now. I am envious of Dustin Johnson. With five hundred gazillion bazillion, that five my five year old say dollar. He's killing it, Bobby. And it's the off season, his favorite time of the year. And when do they start up again? Late February or March, something like that. Oh, the big fella got all his dreams. He's worth a billion dollars, and he's got like a four month off season. He's out on that boat somewhere. He manifested that shit, Bobby. 
fucking he's a fucking super genius. <laughs> fucking coastal Carolina. I People think he's dumb. Crazy. This guy is a genius out there. Just making the making money moves out there. You know, he's got Wayne on his side. He's just yeah. he's just living the dream. He's yeah. got he does not care about any any more majors, I'll tell you that much. With that amount good, of money. That's a good that that's a good question. I mean, you could see DJ winning. Um, a major? Could you see DJ winning a major or Cam no, Smith? No, not see? after this big layoff that he's going to have. Now, Cam Smith, I can see winning the Masters. I yeah. said that last year. I actually was betting Mikey Perez, not knowing that the whole live golf thing was going to take Cam Smith over. So I don't know if he's going to play in the Masters. I don't know if the Masters is going to allow the live guys. I think it's going to be the U.S. Open and the Open Championship that they allow. I don't think Cam Smith... Here, here's a hot take for okay. the audience member that asked this question. I do not think Cam Smith will win a U.S. Open. So I do think he has a shot at the Open Championship, but how many people have really gone back-to-back? So I'm saying no. I'm going that no live golfer next year will win a major championship. That, that is, if there is a betting site out there, audience members, if you know of a betting site that will allow me to gamble against the live golfers to win a major championship next year if there's a plus next to the number i'm all in because i don't see it and i don't see that they're i don't think the masters is going to give in really i don't i i don't don't foresee them throwing out invites to live golf guys well they would be the only two that could really win one you don't see i don't see kepka even though he won on the live last year i don't see dechambeau I don't see them being in the mix. Those would be the only two guys that would get have a chance to win, I would think. And and if I had to bet a dollar, I would bet that it would be Dustin that would win a win a major. You know, yeah. Or, you know, I, that I, would be that would be my pick. I'm with I'm with you there. I just don't know that long layoff. Like, are they going to get their games? That well, think about that it. Though. So well, I, it's not necessarily a long layoff because if they start in late February and they have 14 events, and I think they. You know, the Augusta is what April second, first second week of April. So he'll have. He'll probably you're have talking their, like they're in at the Masters. I just well, don't I just see don't it. See, I don't see him leaving those guys out. Really, after I'm, all of this with the litigation and all that stuff coming in against the tour, I just don't see because Augusta and the PGA Tour kind of go hand in hand. I mean. Yeah. Fred Ridley, he's he's not. I don't foresee him back. Well, it's a good dude. That's if if they. Hey, I hope they did. But well, personally, I hope they don't because it makes a guy like my guy Troy Merritt have a much better chance if he doesn't win of getting in off world rankings if he throws up some top fives or something like that. Because yeah, now all of a sudden some of these tournaments that we would have to win to get in, like the match play or something like that, with these guys, you know, falling down the world rankings like this. Now all of a sudden we're like you know, a mathematical, very good mathematical chance to get into the match play or those kind of things. So, you know, man, fuck them. But them I, I, I will say this. If the Masters allows, Cam Smith is my pick yeah. to win the Masters this coming up year. So, okay. There All it right. is. Now, I'm going to take some time before I give you my Masters pick. I I'm think I'm going to make it probably Tuesday night of Augusta, see what the weather's like and everything. But but let's go back a second. Did you say yes, that a live golf would win a major next year? No, no, I don't. I don't okay. think so. No, I do not think so. We so we got 0 for 2 there. Yeah, we're 0 for 2. Those are our picks right there. PNC there Bank? Go. PNC Upcoming Bank? Upcoming PNC Championship, the major championship of the holiday season, folks. <laughs> well, I'm going to say what I said earlier. You know fucking Tiger moves the needle when they're televising the fucking Pro-Am for the PNC Golf Championship. I didn't even know that. That is great news because now yes. I'm going to be watching it tomorrow. Right. Wait, no, it's only a three days. Friday. It? Well, it's actually two days. It's Saturday and Sunday, and the Pro-Am's on Friday, right? Oh, shit. I was yeah. way off. I was hoping yeah. for some more. I'm, I'm like, wow, I'm going to get golf tomorrow? No. Nope. Yep. Negative. I got you. One of our listeners just sent me a, a, a photo. Tyler, you know our guy Tyler Brown, yeah, in, in uh, Northern California. <laughs> I want to tell you. Oh no! Because <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. I'll tell you off the air. <laughs> Thanks for that, Tyler. <laughs> F- folks, we will Hope clue you in in a following week. I need to make sure that this is okay to share. <laughs> All right. So we got the big man. We got the big man, Tiger. And the the up and coming big man the Charlie Phenom. Woods, 
Yeah, the phenom, the 13-year-old phenom coming up. And Tiger said, I think they asked him at the match, they said, are you going to be able to handle it at the match? He goes, oh, Charlie's going to hit all the shots close, and I'm just going to pick the ball up out of the hole. So I guess they're going to have some confidence. But I do know it's a, what is it? It's a scramble format both days. It's a scramble. So, man, the pressure that this Charlie, I'm, I hope he's keeping him sheltered. That, those are big shoes to fill, you know. There's so the much 13-year-old talent out there. And, and, I mean, it's not like he's, winning all these events or anything like that, you know? I mean, he does have some pretty looking action, though. I will say that. And he's got a pretty good fucking teacher. Bobby, there was there was one post on Instagram that went viral where all of a sudden you see Charlie's competitors and where they hit their tee shots, and then it pans like 100 yards down the fairway, and there's Charlie with his ball yeah. with Tiger on the bag. And yeah. he's just... The kid is huge. His hands are bigger than Tiger's right now. I, I read that. Yeah, His I head is bigger that. than Tiger's. I mean, I don't know what they've got this kid on, and I'm not going to accuse of anything because, listen, if you want to take performance-enhancing drugs as a professional athlete, I'm all for it. Sure. <laughs> I've, got, I've, got, I've got zero – like I've said this about baseball. Like what was the greatest era of baseball? It was when everybody was juicing and they were hitting home runs through the damn roof. You know, I, I don't was, know why there is drug testing in sports. Like, it should just be open to everybody. Do whatever you want. Let these athletes get as huge as they want. I mean, you look at DeChambeau, you wonder what the hell he did. But at the same time, did you see that comment that I threw yeah. up there? That, yeah. <laughs> and so that was me. I threw that one up there because I'm like... I'm not going to say that he's doing anything because I, I actually don't think now he's doing anything, but I just thought it was a hilarious comment to throw up yeah. there. And my God, did people bite people bit so hard on that one to say he's natural as fuck, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, yeah, probably. But I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm just going to let everybody tear each other to shreds on this whole thing. Because all I said was good thing. Live golf doesn't drug test with the, with the clapping emoji and people just read into that left and right. So that was a blast, but I'm totally fine with it. But at 13 years old, probably not. I just think the kid's hitting some gross spurts. He ain't juicing, bro. He's crazy. All the fucking just went through puberty and shit. He's he growing. Yeah, he's fucking you're massive see, though, Bobby. You, 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 you're used to seeing the 11 year old Charlie Woods that played a couple of years ago. He was tiny. He was tiny when he was alone. No, now, now he's, he's, now he's a huge man. And everything. Yeah. He's got to get down there and shave. Balls have dropped. That can be. Yeah. <sighs> Tiger, man, you've got your hands full there. Charlie's a stud, bro. Like, just and Charlie. He's a good looking kid. Man, he's a good looking kid, too, isn't he? He is a good looking <laughs> kid. So. The PNC is an athlete. <laughs> Listen, I mean, the PNC is coming up. All right, let's get some action going right now. I'm going to oh. winner picks, winner picks, okay? I am down 4,000 pennies. And here's your teams. Are you ready for this? I already Maybe. have my team. Okay. Well, I don't, I'm just I don't need a list for of everybody them. else. Oh, go ahead. Give, give, give the list of everybody out there. Okay. David Duvall and his son, right? Nick Pry. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna just I'm just gonna do the dads, and everybody can figure out else who else plays with them because it's pretty much 99% kids. Nick Price, VJ Singh. Holy shit! Nick Faldo's playing. There's a shocker. Um, uh, <laughs> Stuart Sink and his son Connor. Uh, Justin Leonard, I believe, is playing with his son. I would imagine it's his son. I knew he played with his dad a few years back. Marco Mira. Oh my God. He's still playing in this thing. Wow. Tom Lehman and his, and his son and his son can really play. He's, he's been grinding on the mini tours back there in Arizona for, for a few years now. Jimmy Furyk, Bernard Langer, Gary Player, Lee Trevino, Jordan Spieth and his pop. Um, our girl, Nellie Corda and her dad, Peter, it's not tennis. Um, John did the defenders, the dailies, the dailies, um, Padraig Harrington and his son, Patty, they're probably going to have a good week. I would imagine Annika and her son, um, Cooch and his son, the big fella, T-Dub and Tyler and JT and his dad, who you got for a thousand well, for a thousand pennies. Yes. I'm going to throw in a quick stop. Did you see John Daly jumping belly into flopping. rail? Bob, he, belly flopping, Bob. He <laughs> belly flopped. He came out, no shirt on, just loving life. Do you think he was drinking? <laughs> he, there have been quite a few videos recently, recently on social. Yeah, I, well, I mean, it's going viral right now, so I don't know how recent it was or wasn't, but right. there's a there's a couple... There, there's another one that is a guy said that uh, he can finally um, 
oh gosh, the checklist. His checklist of things that he wanted to accomplish in life. One of them was seeing a drunk John Daly do karaoke, and then it's a video of John Daly doing karaoke really wasted. So yep. there's a couple videos of JD. It seems like he's living his best life. Let's let's just throw okay. that out there, okay? Like okay. Th- throwing caution to the wind. He's okay. just gonna let let it rip and see what happens. Um, okay. Which means I'm not going with them. Okay. So I don't think they're gonna go back to back, even okay. though JD two is an absolute stick and John Daly's soft hands around the greens is dynamic. And those two, I think they're going to be in contention, but I think there is one guy and his son that have waited for this moment that we're going after it last year. This is, this is the year because tiger knows that there's not going to be too many more to where he's going to be able to compete and he saved himself up. That's why he pulled out of the Hero World Challenge and the match he didn't really show up for, so to speak. But yeah. he's not going to let down Charlie when he gets oh. out, out there. So T-Dub, Charlie, this is their year. The media is going to go crazy. Charlie is going to dominate. And Tiger is actually going to step aside. And he's already prefaced this, that Charlie's going to hit the shots. Charlie's going to make the putts because... Tiger knows he's been playing these mental games with Charlie. He wants the pressure to be on Charlie so that he gets a feel for what it's like. And Charlie, so far, even at 11 years old, stepped up to that challenge. And I think now that he's 13, he is, once the lights get the brightest, I got a feeling this kid is going to show himself and really ball out out there. So T-Dub and Charlie... Duly, duly noted and documented. I wrote it down. So I'm in a problem right now. I have a problem right now because I did. I am not close with Justin Thomas. I do not have his number, and I was not going to call and find out how his dad's feeling. So I wanted to take Justin Thomas out of it's that. It's been a year, Bobby. I know. It's that's I'm taking John Daly and his kid. <laughs> oh, we got a rivalry here. John Daly's drinking. He plays his best golf with his drinking. He does. His son plays for Arkansas, and he's been playing a lot of golf, I'm sure. So that's who I got for another thousand. When do we even up at one million pennies? I don't even know if I'll be alive by then. It's going to happen sooner than you think, Bobby. It's probably going to be another thousand shows, and I will be at a million pennies. Yeah, you probably will be. Looks like I'm counting for you in that Monday qualifier for free. One of these days coming up, we'll just call it. We'll call it all square. Um, uh, Want to talk about that Mauritius Open coming up? Is it Mauritius? <laughs> I don't even know. And then it's A F R. So it's capital A F R, which the F R lowercase, and then capital A for Asia. So yeah. it's Afra Asia Afrasia. Afrasia. Let's go with Afrasia. It's the Afrasia Bank Meridius or Meridius. Tiny little island somewhere. It is. I I started looking this place up and it actually looks pretty phenomenal. The golf course is pretty sick. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it has to be if it's a tiny little island and it's next to South Africa. They have great golf courses. But I scanned through the field recently, Matt, and there's about three names that I recognize. There's three names that I recognize. One of them we mentioned already because he played pretty good last week at the Dunhill. Uh, Dean Burmester. How about this? Thomas Dietrich is playing, who is a rookie on the PGA Tour this year. but he's that. that guy that I think is really a rookie because he's been a force on the, even though he never won on the DP, I don't yeah. think he's been a solid player and he's off to a good start here in the fall. I think he's in the top 30 of the FedEx cup already, but you sent me a little note that you like Lucas Beregard. Beregard. I, I don't know how to say his name either, which is hilarious, but when we're Beregard is Lucas Beregard. That, and- that guy's got game. He has, and you couldn't find him with a search warrant since 2019, and you want to know why you think he's got game? I'm going to set the record straight because we were talking about Dylan Fratelli play, in the match play, you know, and now he kind of fell oh, off. You're calling me out right now. Mountain. Here we go. Well, I'm calling you out because if you remember in 2019, Lucas, how did you say it? Beersegard. Beersegard. Pour everybody a new asshole and made it to the final four in 2019. Now, Matt, that was two, th- three years ago. So you're still thinking about this. But listen to what he did in that match play. You remember he took down this guy named Tiger Woods one up. 
right? Sure did. Then he fucking took down, who'd he take down after that? Then he took down Stenson, three and two, right? Then he took down, these are pretty good players. Then he took down Matt Wallace. He got squeaked by Matt Wallace, one up. Then he played Keegan and he halved with Keegan. And then he took down this dude named Justin Thomas, three and two. And then he got squeaked by Cooch. I think he got squeaked by Cooch to get into the finals. He lost one down. And then I think he played, that's back when it was different. She played the, like the third and the fourth place match. And I think he lost to Francesco Molinari, like four and three and that kind of stuff. So that's what you were thinking of in 2019. Well, yes, he was a plain motherfucker. Yes, he took down Tiger. Yes, he took down fucking JT. His world ranking shot up. I don't know what happened, but you can't find him with a search warrant. No, and well, I don't even know where his world rankings are right now, but I he guess he's not in the top 300. No, he's not. He is in the official world golf rankings. He is 585 is my guess. Wow, 446. Jeez, well, I'm Bobby. Bad. I'm not bad. You were off by 100 bad. plus on the downside. I'm not bad. He's so, got two DP wins. He's got 19. Yeah. Well, he's in the 19. Would, would, you, would you back category. up and tell us when those two wins were on the DP World Tour? What you have no idea. Yeah, okay. That's <laughs> Let's see. He finished a career high. I'm trying to bait um, you into another thousand. Oh, he yeah. won the Alfred Dunhill Lynx Championship. Oh, that's what they just had last week. No, no, not <laughs> yeah, the Lynx what? Championship, just the Alfred Dunhill Championship. Oh, oh you're right, year. you're right. <laughs> yeah, the Lynx is over in Europe. Um, and then, I don't know, it doesn't say the other one. It's Oh, hang on, no, yeah, don't, don't have it. So okay, anyways, you. I saw his name. And you're probably right. I probably am going back to the match play. But, Bobby, you know what's great about gambling is that every once in a while, you just get that little gut instinct that a guy that you haven't heard from in a while is just going to show up and ball out. And that, yeah. for me, is Luke, Lucas Biergaard. Okay. Why don't we do this? I'll Two take cuts in the last five. Okay. You want to take Lucas Beauregard and I get for a thousand pennies and I get to pick a player? Oh dear, this is a straight set. Yes, I will do it for a thousand okay. pennies, Bobby. I'm gonna take Dean Burmester. Dean Burmeister. That's like cheating. But I'm well, gonna let you have you it. Know one my favorite, for you know, one of my favorite Christmas movies is I watch one with my kid is Meister Burger Burger Meister. Remember that one? <laughs> Meister Burger Burger Meister. The one that had Santa Claus thrown in the clink. So I'm taking Dean, Mer Der Dean Burmeister Meister Burger. You Everybody, whatever country yeah, you're listening it. to, you know which show I'm talking about. Yes. I believe that everybody should know, and if you don't, you need to do some homework. All yes. right. Through so Chris Kringle on the clink. Who does that? <laughs> you, you should. You got any scoop for it's me? Just, it's just wrong. <laughs> yeah, so as we dive from our Afra-Asia, or Afrasia, or however you want to pronounce it, in Meridius Open, uh, we are now diving into... Golf Monthly's article on Live Golf, which talked about this that is they, your not mine for the record. I, I just I got a kick out of this because I remember hearing too that Michael Jordan told um, Harold Varner not to go to Live. Right. And Harold went against his wishes and obviously went to Live Golf, and apparently Jordan wasn't very happy about that. Um, but that being said, sure enough, who's the first name on this dream team of board of directors that Live Golf had planned out? Right. Michael Jordan. They tried to get Michael Jordan. They wanted the secret former Secretary of State, Condoleezza Rice, which my God. Like talk about a long shot there. You got Ginny Romedy, which is the former IBM chief executive. You've right. got Randall Stevenson, former AT&T chairman. Right. And guess what? He currently sits on the yeah. board for the PGA Tour. So right. there's not really a shot there. I mean, they had some lofty expectations of their reach and ability. And this was now what this was sourced out as a business plan. They, they hit up this company yeah. and they make us a business plan on how we can succeed. Because uh, I, I, I read the article, I think it came out last week or this week sometime. So I scanned through it, you know, my little quick reading and that kind of stuff. And I'd skip all the sentences and all the small world words for speed reading. But I remember a couple of these execs that you just mentioned, maybe one or two of them, they're like, oh, I didn't even know I was on the list or I was never approached or anything like that. So, well, Randall Stevenson kind of has to say that to yeah. the media 
because no word has ever gotten out about it. He doesn't want the PGA right. Tour to think that he was flirting with them and potentially right. jumping ship as a boardman or as a board member there. And then I did leave one out, Mark Parker, who's a Nike executive chairman as oh, well. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. they're really yeah, trying yeah. to go after some big wigs. And it's all posturing, right? When you set up your board of directors, there's two ways to do it. You could either go after affluent individuals who have had really successful business careers that you really like want their advice and them to advise you on the decisions that should be made for the company. Or you go after a vanity play and go after big name people just to say, hey, Michael Jordan is on our board. But to think about the amount of money they were probably throwing at these individuals and not to be able to even dial in one, that's a hard look, Bobby. That is a hard look. I'm still laughing at Condoleezza Rice. <laughs> Wouldn't she be like anti-Saudi Arabia? <laughs> I don't know. Call me crazy. <laughs> it's, uh, that article was pretty surprising, but at the same time, I sat there and I'm like, makes sense. I mean, yeah, if they're if, like, they really thought a lot of themselves with this entire thing. Now, I think they just thought that money was going to buy everything because, yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, money does buy a lot of things. And, I mean, they're used to being able to push around agendas and political campaigns and so forth based off of the amount of money that they have. And it kind of seems like they have an endless pit, right? But even within that article, they were talking about some advisors that uh, were discussing and some of them have advised on that uh, the Saudi Arabia fund. And with that, they're like, this is a high-risk, high-reward scenario with Live Golf, with just Live Golf in general. Right. You want to know what the other big breaking news is? What? Santa's coming? Santa, Santa is dropping coal in every Live Golfer's house, okay? No, that's not true. Um, what? <laughs> that reminds me of a terrible story. I was recently... All right, we're, we're going to jump off trail for one second here. I do have to share this story because I, the realest moment happened to me recently. I went to this enchanted like forest at the Arizona Diamondbacks um, spring training facility. And it was all done by Hallmark. Shocker. Christmas. Like all these lights and everything. There were little kids. There were adults. There were drinks. Um, alcoholic beverages, Bobby. And sure enough, we're walking through. And they had like, you're searching for each of the reindeers of Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I think we got to like Prancer. Mm-hmm. and Prancer's legs looked like they were broken. So I'm like, oh, shoot, we got to put down Prancer. I was like, Christmas is canceled. This right. little girl all of a sudden comes running around the corner and goes, Christmas is canceled? Oh, and all, Bobby, it was the realest moment that I've had in a really long time. I go, oh, no, 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 no. Christmas is back on. And her smile comes right back. And she's like, oh, thank God, Christmas is back. You're going to be a hell of a back. I'm like, oh, my Lord, you really cannot over, like, these kids are curious as to what everybody's saying. I mean, she came around the corner, Bobby. I didn't see her. All of a sudden, just runs up. And, of course, everybody's there in our group, and everybody's just destroyed by this little girl. Like, her facial expression was unbelievable. Okay, that was my bad, bad person of the day uh, alert. But now diving back into it, you just brought it up with the whole Santa Claus and me saying that, yeah. Anyways, Live Golf is now going to be named. What? Live Golf League. Oh, wow. That's huge news. (laughs) Really teed that one up there. What was it, not Live Golf? Wait, (laughs) it was the Live Golf Invitational last year, and now it is the Live Golf League. League, wow, they're making strides, aren't they? LGL, baby, LGL. Well, they all these teams keep changing their names too, so I'm sure there's going to be more changes coming up as we speak. Dustin's probably at home right now trying to figure out what he's going to name his team in six months. I would imagine. I would love to be in the room for that process of helping these teams just figure out their names. I mean, they really should have just gone ham with it. I mean, one team should have for sure just been the drunks. You should have had the rippers. Yeah. You should have had the rails. Uh, you, you could have oh, had gaggers, gaggers. <laughs> the gaggers, <laughs> the chokers. Uh, 
I mean, there could be some great team names out there. I'm just joking around, folks. I love Live Golf. It's we're my trying favorite to kill tour. Some, we're trying to get some content here, folks. We did I it. I think that's it. We did it. It's all we got. I mean, my Lord, for the offseason to be dialing this in like this. Yeah. I mean, we dove into the Alfred Dunhill Championship. We brought up a tournament we don't even know how to say. The Afrasia. Yes. Meister Burger Meister's playing this week. The Burger Burger Meister Meister. The Dean Burger Meister. He is. He is. So, folks, we have two wagers for this coming week between Bobby and I. Yes. We've got a thousand pennies. I've got T Dub and Charlie. Yep. I got Davies. Bobby's got JD and JD too. Yep. Which, by the way, I also read that J- John Daly too doesn't go by John Daly Jr. He goes What's by he John called? Daly too. Oh, the dose. The dose. He's the dose. He is the deuce. <laughs> the deuce. So, uh, dose the deuce. However you want to put it, I'm fine with it. But uh, you've got JD and JD too for the thousand pennies. So we're gonna see how this all pans out. And then we have two yeah, people you might not have heard of before, Dean Burmeister and Lucas Birgegert. So next week, folks, we'll see you with the PNC rundown and the Mauritius Open and whatever the hell else we can brew up. <laughs> I still like Meridius. I, I hope it's called Meridius. It is Meridius. It is? Oh, dear Lord, yeah, thank you. I think it is. <laughs> You know, this goes all the oh, way yeah. back to the Fortinet yeah. when you were like, it's Fortinet. And I'm like, no, it's Fortinet. And I then sure enough, one of my tech now. one of my tech buddies was like, Matt, it's Fortinet. You were correct. <laughs> <laughs> I barely made it through high school. All right. Thanks for all having right, me. Bobby. Hey, Bobby. Yeah. You're a damn legend, my friend. Uh, and it, it was right. a pleasure. So everybody, we will see you next week with our recap. Of Thanks, the everybody. Championship. Thank you. See you, Matt, man. See you, buddy. Thank you for tuning in to Season 2 of the Pull Hook Golf Podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe and go to www.pullhookgolf.com for 